and seen. <laughs> Make sure you do the intro music this time, fuckface. I did it last time. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, episode, episode three of this season. Yeah, welcome back to the What Happened podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, uh, Ryan. That's uh, our other host, Owen. He's struggling. He's in my not, bed. I was not prepared for this, I'll be honest. <laughs> He's normally not in bed. I'm normally the one in bed. Uh, it's pretty uh, comfy, though. It smells like you, which is weird. Yeah, there's a uh, an opened room temperature Miller High Life to your right if you want it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Unopened. I expected it to be like half cracked. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're back. Yeah, we're we back. We have two stories per usual. I don't hey, know why I said that. Hey, we got to do the, the intro stuff, Owen. I'm Owen. That's Ryan. What happened? Yeah, this is a podcast about the wackiest history. Why are you talking like this is NPR? <laughs> Welcome back to Hidden Brain. I'm your host, Ryan. <laughs> and I am Owen. Um, yeah, this is about we examine uh, some wacky history stuff. Laugh at it. Goof around. If you like it, tell a friend. Anyways, Owen's going to be sharing our first story this week. Are we good to go? Yeah, that's or are when you, you come still in. Doing your intro thing? That's, I when, mean, that's when you come in. I was talking when I earlier. Say that I got yelled you're at. You're about to share. All right, so Ryan, <laughs> have you heard of Georgia Tan? No. Have you heard of the Tennessee Children's Home Society? No. All right, well, I got a story for you. So, Georgia was born Beulah George Tan on July 18th, 1891 in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Oh, city of brotherly love? Mississippi. So, so it, it, is still bro- it is still brotherly love, love yeah. <laughs> um, and she died September 15th, 1950 at the grand old age of 59. But she can go fuck herself because that was 59 years too long. Oh, is she a bad person? Yeah, she's not a good person. Hence my... That's why you said go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so Georgia, in my opinion, is probably, if not the most fucked up person we've ever talked about at this podcast. And we talked about Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Impaler. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. he was just misunderstood. <laughs> okay. Um, so from 1924 to 1950, a span of 26 years, years, she stole an estimated 5,000 children from their parents and killed an estimated 19 to 500 of them. Wait, she what? Oh, she kidnapped kids. Yeah, she kidnapped kids. Okay. And then sold them for profit, and then also like abused them. We'll get to it. Well, but... that's just good business. I mean, it was pretty good business for her. <laughs> she, uh, not to spoil it, but she got away with it. Did she make a lot of money. Yeah, like a. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. exactly. It, yeah, I wrote it down. Um, so she accomplished this awful crime spree through her occupation. See, Georgia was a social worker, and she worked with the Tennessee Children's Home Society. In Tennessee. Wait, so her job was to go into houses and make sure, like, kids weren't getting abused. So her job specifically was to take, yeah, so take kids from, like, abusive homes and stuff and then put them up for adoption through the Tennessee Home Society. And then she was just like, yeah, I'll I'll keep this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'll get more into it, but, yeah, she basically had a front through her own, like, government-sanctioned thing. Out of curiosity, is there, like, like what sort of checks and balances exist in the government home society? Like, is there someone else being like, hey, lady, did you get rid of that kid yet? So, this was, first off, this was started in 1924. Oh, okay. So, a so lot no of laws have stemmed from this specifically. So, back in, like, the early 1900s, like, adoption really was not a thing. Yeah. Like, your kid would get taken away from you, but no one would go to a home to adopt a kid. 
that just it just wasn't a thing. Yeah, they just so, like, put you up in like a really shitty orphanage. Yeah, so basically she started the whole adoption movement in America. Just so that she could kidnap kids? Yeah, and sell them for a profit. You Wait, know? really? Yeah, kind of like a dog breeder, but like... <laughs> <laughs> out here running a human puppy mill yeah exactly it's kind of what it was um so in memphis tan was hired as an executive secretary at the shelby county branch of the tennessee children's home society um the society was the largest in the state and it had branches in jackson knoxville and chattanooga tennessee um, tan was able to use quote aggressive tactics unquote that was it uh, to take over the organization in 1924, where she began her child trafficking ring. So she was a shrewd businesswoman. Yeah, she was. I mean, she was just a bitch. Is like yeah. the best way to put yeah. it. Um, while Tennessee law permitted agencies to place children with appropriate applicants in an effort to ban the selling of children, agencies could only charge for their services. In keeping with this law, the society charged about seven dollars for adoption within Tennessee. But Tan also arranged for out-of-state, privately adopt private adoptions where she charged a premium price for kids. She mainly did this in New York and California with rich celebrities and, you know, people who had a fuck ton of money. Okay. Um, records... So are these, these no, are like legitimate adoptions, right? They're legitimate. <sighs> the ones that you're talking about right now. They're all quote unquote legitimate adoptions through the eyes of the Tennessee society, but they're all like, I'll get into it. Like they're okay. all, all the kids are like, 99% of the kids were not put up for adoption. Oh, okay, gotcha. She, like, stole them from hospitals and shit, and then would tell the mom, like, yeah, your kid was stillborn, even though, like, the kid was clearly crying on the way out, and then <laughs> would just never see the kid again. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so between 1940 and 1950, the agency placed 3,000 children in just these two states. That's a lot of children. That's a lot of kids, yeah. So, Alma Walton and Regina Warner both worked for TAN, and made a trip every three weeks with four to six kids to California in New York. Walton to California, Warner to New York. Uh, they would rent hotel rooms where they would meet with prospective adoptive parents, most of whom were wealthy elite. Uh, each couple would pay an estimated $700 in a check made out, to, made out to Georgia Tan. Additionally, Tan would charge for background checks that she would never pursue, air, air travel costs, and adoption paperwork at five times the actual cost. The And... The state of Tennessee was contributing six one thousand dollars a year to the society because it was like a government funded society. You said she charged seven thousand dollars a kid. Uh seven hundred. Seven hundred compared to the average in state of what did I say it was like seven bucks? Yeah, yeah seven dollars in state adoptions and seven hundred dollars out of state adoptions. And you said, and she would also charge for airline fees, background checks. Were they had airlines in nineteen twenty. I mean, this started in nineteen twenty four, but like wasn't like the height of like flight oh, okay. in like the forties and fifties. Oh, and yeah, they did so a she was doing this for like a long yeah. time. Weren't the Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, <laughs> with the, the Wright, Wright Brothers, Brothers and like the like the the, the like World yeah World War One had airplanes guy. Oh shit! <laughs> you ever Wait. played Battlefield One? <laughs> yeah, a lot actually. Yeah. Wait, but back yeah, to yeah, my yeah. point, you said it was seven hundred dollars a kid, and yep. you said she placed five thousand kids. So an estimated three thousand oh, in those two states. So three thousand abroad, quote right. unquote, abroad from Tennessee. He's doing the math, folks. I know this is a audio podcast, believe it or not, not a visual. So, so this was in the 20s. Mm-hmm. Started in 24. So, well, between 40 and 50. Between 1940 and 1950, okay. 3,000 were placed in these two states. So, in 10 years. Yep, 700 a pop. She made 2 
million dollars, two million one hundred thousand dollars. And so that's also, so much money back then. I also didn't say, but so she would pocket about eighty to ninety percent of the revenue off these kids. Okay, so, so still a little less, but she would also get sixty-one grand a year from the state of Tennessee itself because it was a government-run agency. So that's nice. one. <laughs> that was Daniel Ricardo for those who are wondering. <laughs> so that was uh, she made. $1,741,000. In 10 years, yeah. Yeah. And like Which I said, so it's been for 26 then. years. Whoop, hit the mic. <laughs> We're all off to a great start. Uh, so yeah, so that's just in 10 years of her work, and she had a 26-year crime spree. That's so crazy. she made a lot of money. Yeah. So profits were kept in a secret bank account under a false corporation name at the time. Adoptions in states such as Mississippi, Arkansas, and Missouri could be arranged for $750 as well. But California and New York were the biggest yeah. biggest sellers. Um, like I just said, it's alleged that she pocketed 80 to 90% of these fees for her own use. Uh, notable personalities who used, who used Tan's services included actress Joan Crawford for her two twin daughters. Really? Uh, yeah, Kathy and Cynthia. They were adopted through the agency illegally. Well, legally in the eyes of Joan Crawford, but illegally because Tan's a... So is it just illegal because Tan's taking the money, or like no, are it's these illegal kids because actually getting good homes. No, well, okay, so they are getting good homes, but they're not put up for adoption by their parents. They're stolen from their parents, and then oh, okay. I'll get more into it. But like, what it is is like, she would go to like uh, mental hospitals or like um, jails and just like take the kids from there, which I think was the legal course back in the day. Yeah, uh, but she would also like, I'll get more into it, but she would also like. She had a judge on the inside that she paid, and she would go up to the judge and be like, uh, yeah, I don't think this home is very suited for these kids. And it would be like a perfectly <laughs> nice home, and then the judge would just subpoena like, the Like, nobody's kids. ever reported this family ever for yeah. anything, yep. and then she just shows up and is like, hey, your kids aren't safe to live here? Yep, take them, and they would never see from their kids again. Also, she ran a uh, daycare, and if she liked the kids, she would just be like, oh, yeah, we put your kid up for adoption. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Like- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it was literally just like that stuff. Um so, notable personalities, Joan Crawford, her two kids, uh, June Allison, and her husband, Dick Powell, also used the Memphis-based home for adopting a child. New York Governor Herbert Lehman uh, also adopted a child, but most importantly, Rick fucking Flair was one of those kids. Wait, Rick Flair? <laughs> Rick fucking Flair was one of these kids, <laughs> stolen from his real mom. <laughs> you know, Rick Flair drip go woo on a bitch. Yeah, Rick Flair. That's my favorite part of this whole story. Wait, wait. Is that Rick that Flair? That explains a lot, dude. It does, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Is that why he's so weird? Yep. Because, because he, he is was just an awful childhood. Yep, he was, he was ripped from, from his birth parents and, and then he's just like, sold. You know, I'm going to become a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's Rick Flair's background that's for you. That's fucking crazy, yep. dude. So, how did she manage to sell an estimated 5,000 children in 26 years? I'll tell you. Tan used a variety of methods to procure procure children through pressure tactics threats of legal action and other ways she would dupe or coerce birth parents mostly poor single mothers to turn the children over to her custody often under false pretenses so all these women are like yeah i'd rather like just give up my kid than go to court over this yeah exactly yeah dude fuck. <laughs> yeah. what's wrong with them dude? Uh, yeah, that's also a good question yeah there's a lot to that as well um so almost simple one of tan's victims describes uh, ter- Tam, Tan. I keep saying Tam. Maybe I don't know. It's Tan, T A N N. So I'm sorry if I keep screwing up. Oh, like the up. color. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so she is described as quote a stern-looking woman with a closed-crop gray hair, round, wiry glasses, and an air of utter authority. End quote. 
So a real bitch. Uh, yeah. So Tan also arranged for the taking of children born to inmates at the Tennessee Mental, Mental Institution and those born to wards at the state correction facilities. So anybody who has a kid in jail, that yeah. kid's going to Cali. I, I, yeah. But I also, uh, like, realistically, I don't know how that actually works. Like, even, like, today's world, I have no idea how that works if you have a kid in prison. I believe it goes to DCF. But do you get the kid if you get out of prison? I think you have to, like, prove to a judge that you've, like, changed Yeah, that you no longer will stab someone in a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the, I feel like most people in jail are just, like, ratchet-ass people that are, like... That's a good point. Listen, judge, I just want my welfare check and my baby back, even though they're, like... <laughs> You, like, bit the bailiff. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not giving you your kid. Yeah. yeah. So, in some cases, single parents would drop their children off at nursery schools, only to be told that welfare agents had taken their children. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Can you imagine? Talk, you drop Timmy off before you go to work, and you come back, and Timmy's never going to... You're never going to see Timmy again? Yeah, the wife and I are going to go down to uh, take a little vacation to the coast. And, yeah. Uh, yep. You co- drop the kid off, take care of everything's fine, come back. What the fuck? Yep. Kid's gone. Uh, in others, in others, I don't know what I said. Oh, in other cases, children would be temporarily placed in an orphanage because a family member was experiencing an ailment, illness, unemployed, or would have any other issue going on at home. I think that was just a normal thing. Like the kid would be taken from the family if they're like, you know, let's say it was a single mom and the mom was in the hospital for like, you know, two months. The kid would be taken just because yeah. like, you know, you're a six-year-old living at home alone. Um, but then... Yeah, so she, only to the find mom out, gets better and yep, the Tan kid was put up like, for adoption. Absolutely not. Yeah, your, your kid was just you know yeah your kid was adopted in New York City. You're like, wait, what the fuck? Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Tan was also documented as taking children born to unwed mothers at birth, claiming that the newborns required medical care or were stillborn. Uh, when the mothers asked about the children, Tan or her accomplices would explain that the babies had died when they had actually been placed in foster homes and up for adoption. Tan destroyed records of their children who the, who were pr- processed through the society and conducted minimal background checks on the adoptive homes. Many of the files of the children were fictionalized before being presented to the adoptive parents, which covered up the child's circumstances prior to being placed within the society. So the people who were adopting these kids wouldn't know that they were stolen, if that makes oh, sense. They're all stolen young enough. The, the parents would be the parents would see documents that would show a legal adoption, like le- like that the. Tennessee Home Society legally owned these kids and couldn't oh, okay. adopt them out. Oh, so, so the parents getting adopting the kids would they never think know. It's totally fine. Exactly. Gotcha. They thought, which is kind of how she was getting away with it is that the people adopting would never know, and then no one would listen to, you know, a single mom in the 1920s who wasn't married because fuck her, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so when an adoptive parent discovered that the information on the child was incorrect, such as in cases of falsified medical records. Tan often threatened adoptive parents with possible legal action that would force a surrender of their children. So if they did end up finding out, they would confront Tan, and then Tan would be like, I can just tell a judge you're an asshole, and they'll take your kid away. And then they'd be like, okay, okay, all right, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, So Tan's crimes were accomplished with the aid of Memphis family court judge Camille Kelly, who used her position of authority to sanction Tan's tactics and activities. Was she getting a kickback from this at all, or did she just do this just because? Yes and no. Like the official investigation into it, Kelly was never prosecuted for anything because it was believed she wasn't taking bribes for this, which doesn't really make sense. Why but you're still like falsifying documents? Yeah, but no, there was. Oh, I'll say at the end, but Kelly was never prosecuted for anything, which seems really sus that a judge 
who was literally working for the family court, was stealing, like aiding and abetting a criminal and stealing and selling children. Was she white? I think they were all white back then. Yeah, I mean, I feel like white not, people not in to the be, South fare pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Especially 1920s Tennessee. Yeah. I, I don't think they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Ten would identify children as being from homes which could not provide adequate care, and Kelly would push the matter through her dockets. Kelly also served custody of divorced mothers, placing the children within Tan's care, who then arranged for adoption of the children into, quote, homes better able to provide care for the children, unquote. So she's just like, hey, yeah, you got divorced. We're going to give this kid to... Yep. How dare you get divorced, you fucking whore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, however, many of the children were placed into homes where they were used as child labor on farms uh, or with abusive families. Like uh, I said earlier... Tan would ever do background checks on the parents she was giving or selling the kids to. Yeah. So a lot of these families would just abuse the fuck out of their adopted kids, which I think is still a thing today. People are like, what's it called when you like uh, foster homes? Like there are so many records of foster homes abusing the kids. So Tan would give them to those families, just not giving a fuck because she just made 750 bucks. You like show it to daycare and you're like, they're you're like, where's my kid? And Tan shows up, and she's just like, yeah, she, he's uh, he's picking oranges in California right now. <laughs> yeah, you will never see her again. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yep. Um, so a letter drafted in 1947 by Tan's attorney, Abe Walder, said that the prospective adoptive couple had, quote, complete custody and control of a child for one year. They may submit the child to any physical or mental exam with... with exam they wish and take any steps they may desire to ascertain they have a healthy and normal child. If it is not healthy, the Tennessee Children's Home takes back the child without question, unquote. Jesus. That's pretty, just, like, what the fuck? Like, they're treating it like it's like a fucking, like, I don't know, not even an animal. Animals are probably treated better than this. Yeah, it's like suing somebody for being like, well, this racehorse was supposed to be really fast, but it's actually got a bum leg. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it has a bum leg because I fucking made it work in a field for 14 hours a day <laughs> <laughs> for one year straight. Uh, so, Tan also had connections with former Memphis, Tennessee mayor, E.H. Boss Crump. Uh, Boss Crump. Who, yeah, who continued <laughs> having an influential name. political presence until his death. Uh, Crump had a long history of being uh, corrupt. Uh, was always paid by, like I, I guess, like the Tennessee Mafia. I don't oh, know. really? Probably guys in hoods, if I had to guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Crump was a dirty mayor and who was paid off by Tan to overlook all of the things that were happening. And anytime a lawsuit would go against Tan, the mayor would just make it go away, oh, okay. which is how Tan was able to get away with this for 26 years. Yeah. Um, so while in her care, Tan mistreated the children with reports of neglect, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and straight up murder. Uh, with no housing facilities in the society, Uh, They held children awaiting placement in public facilities and foster homes. In the 1930s, Memphis had the highest infant mortality rate in the nation. Many think this is because of Tan, because she would... She's skewing the numbers a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So the children were frequently sedated, and those who were difficult to place in homes were allowed to die of malnutrition. Tan regularly ignored, ignored doctors' recommendation for sick children, denying them care or medicine, which often led to preventable diseases... Or preventable deaths from preventable diseases, yeah. such as, like, diarrhea, you know, everything that's, like, a normal fucking thing that happens. The whooping cough? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, doctors would come in, evaluate the kids, be like, they should be hospitalized, and she'd be like, no. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We're just yeah. not going to give them any food. I'm sure they'll feel better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, while some of her victims are known to be buried in Elmwood Cemetery in Memphis, 
Other children were never accounted for. So she owned a cemetery, as creepily as that is, where she would bury the kids in unmarked graves without telling anyone. That's fucked. There are 19 kids that are known to be buried there, which now has like a monument in Elmwood Cemetery, but there are believed to be an estimated 500 kids buried throughout that cemetery. That's insane. It's really fucked up. Yep. So, investigation and criminal charges on Miss Tan. Is that the name of the... uh, the Wikipedia. Yeah, sub yeah, I copied it right out of the Wikipedia. That you got. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I thought I'd break it up. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what they did. <laughs> so at the time, so-called quote black market adoptions were not illegal, but they were considered ethically and morally wrong, <laughs> which I totally <laughs> agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's kind of how she also got away with it. Is it wasn't like, like I said, there were a adoption was not big at this time. Tan started the adoption boom. So a lot of laws because of Tan, or were placed because of Tan. So back then, adoption wasn't big, so they were like, who gives a fuck how you get the kid? Like, let's just get adoption going. And now that adoption is a thing, there's so many laws in place now that you can't just fucking steal a kid from a daycare and put him up for adoption. I had a friend who was trying to get a kid a while ago, Okay, and he said it was like insanely difficult. Yeah, isn't it like a year-long wait as well? Yeah, it's like a super long wait. You have to do like... Not just background checks, but, like, personality checks and stuff. And, like, Jesus. they have to, like, come in and inspect your home. It sounds look easier. look at, like, your income. Sounds easier to just pay seven fifty to some woman at a hotel room and take the kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the Tennessee... Oh, nope. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, so, the Tennessee governor at the time, Gordon Browning, launched an investigation into the, into the society on September 11th, 1950, after receiving reports that the agency was selling children for profit. He assigned Memphis Attorney General Robert Taylor to the case and Public Welfare Commissioner J.O. McHan. McMahan. McMahan. McMahan? McMahan. Jerk off McMahan. So uh, they accused Tan and her cohorts of receiving as much as $1 million in profit. Um, The Tennessee Children's Home Society was closed in 1950 due to these allegations. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Tan was never prosecuted or put up... um, or put in jail, you know what I'm trying to say. Was that because she, she was had her judged on the inside, or was so the... no? So, um, Tan died of uterine cancer three days before the state filed charges against her. Oh, and the society. Yeah, yep. If anyone deserves uterine cancer, it's probably this bitch. Yeah, it's like I, you know, cancer sucks, but like one time cancer yeah. was like, you know what, you're a bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just this one time though, don't do it again. Yeah. But like, thank you. Uh, anyway, support the uh, Jimmy Fund. <laughs> yeah, also that. Yeah, so Judge Kelly was to b- believe to be receiving bribes and. For rulings in Tan's favor, but was never, uh, they could never figure, like, find actual yeah. evidence. Um, so, Judge Kelly, uh, do, 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 So, Judge Kelly retired shortly after, uh, the start of the investigation in 1950, and she died in 1955 without any charges ever being brought against her. And obviously, the corrupt mayor was found to be corrupt, and shit happened to him, so. Honestly, is it, do you think it's better that she didn't go to jail for life? Do you think it's better that she had a slow, painful death from uterine cancer? Well, uh, what, Tan? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with that. But it would at least have been nice that she, she died three days before charges were filed against her in the society, so she might have known something was going wrong, but she also could have died fully, like, unaware that people were onto her. Do you think she faked her death? That's honestly kind of what I I don't think it, but that would kind of, you know. Because she did have a judge on the inside. That, she had a judge that and a, a mayor. could tip her off yep. to, like, hey, there's, like, hey, some... Hey, shit, pol- they're filing Yeah, they're going to file you. some stuff. Yeah. And B could sign a death certificate. Yeah. Yeah. 
that. It, I don't know. She was very wealthy. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Anything is possible. She also, yeah, she did have a ton of money. That's true. Yeah, and anything is possible when you're friends with literally the mayor and a like a district judge. I wonder if she's still out there today. Well, she's probably dead, but... Hopefully she's fucking dead. Yeah. I mean, she was born in 1891, <laughs> so she'd be really old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the story of Georgia Tan and how fucked up she was for 26 years. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And Ric Flair. Don't forget Ric Flair. drip go bitch. But it does legitimately explain Ric Flair for so many reasons. <laughs> like, really does. Wait, what's his line? Like, I'm the most poppin' biggest jocker. I, I don't know. He's don't like know. a... He was not a big wrestling guy. And now they're mine, but... I like the Migos song, so... It's your turn, big guy. Um, I just want to say that uh, I normally give out a lot of fun facts, and my fun fact for this week is not history-related... My fun fact is just that I managed to get my hands on an RTX 3080 graphics card. All right, moving on to the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your story for us this evening, morning, so, night, wherever you're, how, what, you know, wherever you're listening? Uh, I just want to say that uh, I wrote, I normally am a Google Docs man, but today I uh, took all my notes in the, Oh, the I, Apple iPhone notebook, notes notebook thing application, and uh, I titled this note "Dolphin Come." <laughs> so, <laughs> right. just look forward to that, viewers. One topic to the other. <laughs> I talk about children, and you talk about dolphin come. So this is in no way related to your story. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm sure you've heard it before because you have talked about it to yeah, me, but not in the full extent. As, we spent uh, countless hours working together, so uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sure I told you this story. Yeah. Dolphin so, come, here we go. <laughs> oh, and uh, science has a long history of just being kind of wacky sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You know? um, some notable strange experiments uh, in 1940. Oh, a, like specifically 1940? Uh, yeah. I feel like you could just talk about Germany for this. but <laughs> Well, this was a Russian guy named um, Sergei Brukonenko. Um he uh, performed an experiment where he successfully kept a severed dog head alive for several days. What the fuck? How? I don't know. I didn't. I oh, did a quick right. Google for this one. What are you gonna do it to a dog? Stinger. I don't know. Do it to... Never mind. I was gonna say do it to a cat, but I feel like that pissed people off too. So, <laughs> um, in 1930, uh, a dude named Frederick Hosel ate a bunch of glass just to see how long it would uh, take to poop out. Did he poop it out or did he bleed out? I think he pooped it out. Good for him. But so, yeah, science is, has some weird experiments, but perhaps the strangest experiment ever performed in modern science took place in 1960 uh, and was called the NASA Dolphin Experiment. Oh, is NASA? We'll get there. All right. Um, what does NASA <laughs> have to do with dolphins? So in 1960, there was a, this woman Do named... they think they're space whales and shit? Is it... <laughs> <laughs> oh, like the one from... Uh, yeah, Futurama. Uh, Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, obscure reference. Continue. We're whalers on the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in 1960, there was a woman named Margaret Howe Lavat. Okay. As a child, Lavat allegedly was inspired by a book called Miss Kelly, in which a cat learns how to speak English and can communicate with humans. Okay. Just so you know, I don't know. It's a good book. I guess it ties into this. Is it on Amazon, bit. can I buy it? Uh, that's a great question. Thank I don't you. Know. Probably Barnes and Noble purchase, if I had to guess. Ooh, we got to keep them alive. Yeah. So, um, Levat had no formal training in biology or 
any kind of science. Okay, good start. Uh, but despite her lack of training, she worked uh, at a dolphin laboratory in St. Thomas, ran by a dude named Gregory Bateson. Okay, so it's a lab, so they experimented yeah. on dolphins. And well, shit? at this lab, they just sort of studied dolphins to like see what okay. kind of behavior they had, you know. Um, and like at this time, it's it's pretty well known that dolphins are like insanely smart. Yeah, and like so that's have why sex for like, fun, right? Yeah, so that's why they're studying them. And then one day while she was working at the lab, she was uh, she met an American neuroscientist named John C. Lilly. Okay. Lilly uh, taught at the not John C. Riley. <laughs> a little before his time. Um, uh, Lily taught at the California Institute of Technology, but was in St. Thomas setting up a research project. Okay. And so, uh, the ultimate goal of this project, this is why it was funded by NASA, was to devise a way for, if we ever meet extraterrestrial life, for us to figure out how to communicate with them. I still don't understand how dolphins come into this. We will get there. So, Lily's theory was that... Oh, we'll get there right now. It's not a big wait. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we'll still get there. Lily's theory was that if you could figure out how to communicate with dolphins, you could figure out how to communicate with an alien because the language is already so different. Okay. But so, why dolphins specifically? Because they're intelligent? Just because they're intelligent and they have... They speak in... I mean, I feel know? like it'd be kind of cool. Okay. Never mind. I was going to say it'd be cool to do it with a parrot. They already kind of speak our language, right? Yeah. But they just like repeat words. You don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you do all right um so eventually lily set up this uh research laboratory in uh saint thomas that he called the dolphinarium oh that's such a cool name and so this project was funded by nasa that's and the united wild. states navy okay specifically for aliens specifically for aliens um fuck? and so uh levat was brought in to help teach the dolphins how to speak English because she had so much experience at the uh, the other dolphin center. Yeah, she was a dolphin Thomas. linguistic. <laughs> she was a dolphin whisperer, you could say. Ooh. Um, so... <laughs> Where was that TV show? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a dude going to a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the dolphinarium consisted of a two-story house. Um, Levat lived on the second floor, and the first floor was flooded like up to your waist. So that a dolphin could swim around in it. It was kind of wild. And they got three dolphins uh, <laughs> from the uh, from this thing called Marine Studios, okay. which is like a movie production thing. Okay. So uh, the, <laughs> there were two female dolphins named Sissy and Pamela. Hot. And then a younger male dolphin named Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, fun fact, all three of these dolphins appeared in the popular television show flipper really yeah that was, like was a, this before or after this experiment i believe that was before because then then they were all shipped to uh st thomas mm, makes sense all right how do you ship a dolphin you what? put it in a box of water well okay all right i don't, I don't I know i had more questions than that but that's not I the point know. of this podcast <laughs> yeah um i'll look that up later so lily was often traveling so he put levat in charge of teaching these dolphins english Okay. Uh, what was she doing? Uh, Lavat's approach was oh, to sorry. speak slowly to the dolphin <laughs> in a way that like much a like mother a, would to a child. Oh, I was going to say much like I do to someone who does not speak English. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so she would be she would she was trying to get them to say uh, the words "Hello, Margaret." Are their vocal cords able to produce those kinds of sounds? 
I don't think so. I feel like that should be the first step. <laughs> so they like she would basically just hang out with these dolphins and just go, "Hello, Margaret." Basically, like like a kid going like or like a mom going like, "Say, Mama." So she got paid for that. All for the dolphin is like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, pretty much. All right. <clears throat> so Levette ended up working with Peter the most. Okay. Um, she gave him two lessons every day, trying to get him to say the words "Hello, Margaret." Uh, Levette eventually stopped living on the second floor and moved in with Peter. That's so she put a bed in his tank. So like her bed would just like be constantly like floating in water. So she just wasn't wet. No, she was always wet. Well, like that's my point. Like what? Yeah. Like, was it like wrapped in plastic? What I have no, so no, no, many... it's just a bed soaked in salt water. So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she would like stay in the tank with him all the time. How confused would you be if you like worked there, went on like a one week like sabbatical, and then came back and you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, you living down here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she thought that if you interacted with the dolphins as much as possible. Um, then it would increase the link between human and dolphin. Yeah, like a pet dog. Yeah, and that um, like that would help them learn better. Okay. Um, Did it. But uh, Good talk. Well, and they also, at a certain point... Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I said, you said it would hope to increase the link, and I said, did it? And then you just continued, <laughs> and I said, good talk, and then you just continued. Well... <laughs> We'll get there, but Margaret and uh, Peter got a... They, they had a pretty good link going together. We'll, we'll ooh, get there, though. Ooh, um, oh, in like that kind of way? <laughs> so, eventually... Are you uh, saying in that kind of way, Ryan? We will get there. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, if... <laughs> oh, gross. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I didn't think mermaids were real, but... <laughs> um, so, eventually... It was sort of decided that Peter was getting distracted by <laughs> Sissy and Pamela. Oh. So they moved Sissy and Pamela like to another location. Okay. So they were just te- teaching Peter at this point. Um, but believe it or not, Owen, dolphins can't speak English. So <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make a lot of progress. Yep. Yep. So Dr. Lily came back from traveling and uh, he had a great idea. Okay. What would you do to get a dolphin to learn English better? I don't know. Where is this going to go? I, I assume they gave him sardines and shit for years and it so, didn't work. So, Dr. Lilly was in charge of multiple experiments funded by the government. Oh, God. One of which oh, no. was an experiment to see if you could increase a human's brain power Okay. by giving them a shit ton of LSD. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So, you know, he's like, well, these dolphins aren't learning English too good. Let's drop some acid. <laughs> so what, did they just like throw it in the water or like? I believe they inject like. Inject the fish that they, they fed him. I think they like dripped it in through his blowhole. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they start uh, dosing this dolphin, right? Just Peter? Just Peter. Good old Because at this point, it's just Peter. Okay. The um, other two are still there, but they're not experimenting. They with like him. moved him. They, 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 they moved them out so that Peter wouldn't interact with them because they wanted. As much human to dolphin if yeah. interaction as possible. I feel like Free Willy would have talked about a little bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter was like kind of a juvenile dolphin. Okay. He was pretty young. So they thought that like if Peter keeps hanging out with Sissy and Pamela, that he's going to learn dolphin better than he learns English. Fucking Peter. Yeah. So Can't have that. Yeah. Can't so have they, a dolphin learning, learning his own tongue. Yeah. They got rid of the hose. Kept distracting him. Mm. Uh, 
Um, that dolphin tail is really distracting. <laughs> so Lily thought that the LSD would unlock uh, more potential in Peter's brain, and then he could learn better. But uh, it turns out, Owen, that if you give a dolphin LSD, he will become very disabled. <laughs> this is the dumbest sentence. <laughs> <laughs> He'll become what? If you give a dolphin LSD... Yep. He will become very distracted from his English lesson. <laughs> Dude, NASA paid for this? Wait, this was in the 60s, right? This was in the 60s. So think about it. There's half of NASA's dealing with the moon landing and the other half uh, is dealing with dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're they're just funding it. I know, but I think but it's just still, funny yeah, that yeah. rather than putting all their money into the moon landing, they well, it did work. They could have put a good amount more if they yep. weren't giving LSD to these yep. dolphins. Yep. Um, or maybe they could have cracked the code with a dolphin if we weren't trying to land on the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, fucking let Russia get there first. We got to talk to these dolphins, see what they know. Um, so, remember how I said Peter was an adolescent dolphin? Yeah. Now, how old is an adolescent dolphin? What's a dolphin lifespan? I didn't look that up. Guy. <laughs> how long do dolphins live? Are there different genuses of dolphins? Here's what I found. What the fuck? Years. They live 40 years? So, two things. Dolphinworld.com. They can live up to 40 years. And there is also a website called dolphinworld.com. Dolphin <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, average lifespan is 25 years. Okay, all right. So, I don't know exactly how old Peter was, but he was a adolescent. younger dolphin. Okay, yeah. all right. I just didn't know if they were like, they only lived to like 10. So, like, adolescent was like one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, all right. So, um, as Peter grew up, like most adolescents, uh, he got really horny, mm. and uh, oh, he no. always wanted to have sex. He originally always wanted to have sex with the other two dolphins. But the female dolphins weren't there, which is so. <laughs> which is another reason that they shipped them out. And so, uh, oh no! Like, eventually, uh, <laughs> eventually, like during like English lessons or whatever, yep, yep. like Margaret Levat, like. She'd be sitting there in the water, and he would, like, come up to her and, like, start nibbling her toes. Oh, God. And then he would, so like... he was sucking all those teats. <laughs> <laughs> he would, like, brush up against her. Oh, no. And then he would just, like, roll on his back and, like, show off his junk. And she was like, this is kind of hot. <laughs> well, initially, she just ignored it. Um, but then when she ignored it, he would just start, like, violently biting her and, like, give her bruises all over her Jesus legs. Jesus Christ. So... So she, naturally, you want to give this adolescent LSD, right? So she thought the best way to deal with... Him yep. being so horny yep. was just, yep, was. <laughs> <laughs> so we so all they... know where this is going. You just have to say it. <laughs> so he'd be in the middle of an English lesson, right? He'd flip over on his back, present his genitals, and then she'd be like, "I'll yeah, just jerk him off." So, <laughs> this... bro, once again, can you imagine working there? And then she'd be like, "What the fuck is she?" <laughs> so, like. And this went on for like two years. Yo, NASA paid for this. That's a Just keep that in this. mind, people. Your tax dollars hard at work for jerking dolphins <laughs> off. So, this went on for two years. Oh my god! It, they had two years of like dosing this dolphin with LSD and jerking him off. Please tell me he got one word out. No, none of this was worth it. Yeah, believe she it or not, jerked dolphins off for two years for nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. she still alive? Um, maybe. I think so. I like, is it rude of me to like find her Facebook page and message her and harass her? She's done interviews <laughs> about it. I'll find her. I, I, I can find a quote. I don't have it written down, but I can it's, find it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this continued for a while. 
and then two years later of dosing and stroking later. <laughs> uh, oh, that was good. The Dolphinarium had produced Dolphinarium. no results. So they uh, send a NASA rep down. Yeah, yeah. And to be like, hey, like, what's going on? Do you like, think he wrote down in a notebook, like, sleeps with dolphin, <laughs> jerks dolphin off? So, that, yeah, they like, uh, they're like, hey, what's going on? Like, we want to see your findings or whatever. Yeah. And they find that there's a woman who is sleeping in yep. the same tank as a dolphin, yep. giving him LSD and frequently jerking him off. They didn't know any of this until that rep went down? No. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, believe it or not, NASA pulled out their funding. <laughs> Bro, can you just imagine that phone call with your boss be like, look, 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 don't shoot the messenger. She's jerking the dolphin off. <laughs> Listen, we got to pull funding right now. <laughs> um, so they closed the dolphinarium. Um, and Peter was moved to an abandoned bank building in Miami. What? Because uh, they didn't know what to do with him. Because he was, they bought him from the Marine Studios, but he was still property of NASA. Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. So instead of putting him in the ocean, they put him in a bank? Is that what you just said? Yeah, an abandoned bank building. So they just like filled it with water? What? I think they put him in a tank. What the fuck? And just indoors in a tank. Yeah. Sounds but, like a great uh, environment for a Allegedly, dolphin. the um, tank, he like never really interacted with humans. Like they just fed him every once in a while. But he never interacted with humans or other dolphins. And yeah, because the... no one else would jerk him off like she did. <laughs> <laughs> but the building was di- very dimly lit. So okay. uh, that Sounds also, awful. I guess, can affect a dolphin's mood. I mean, that makes sense. So yeah. he uh, committed suicide. The dolphin just jumped out of the water? No, he just sank. He swam to the bottom of the tank and just like never went up. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Maybe he was craving jerking and LSD. Some people think that he formed a bond with Margaret. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that he was, like, heartbroken. So was, and that's why he was, like... Was Margaret, like, court-ordered not to see him? Like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can try to find Is that the end quote. of the story, by the way? That's the end of the story. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she described the jerk-offs as sensual. I don't like that. She was like, it I'll wasn't sexual for me. It was definitely sensual for him. Well, no, she or it was definitely jizzed. sexual for him. And I don't know, for me, it was maybe sensual. Dude, so that water was extra salty where she yeah, was Yeah, imagine, like, having, you're trying, you're, like, say, hello, Margaret. Oh, okay, I'll jerk you off. And then having to fucking, like, stand, like, waist deep in a bunch of dolphin cum. Yeah. Because it's going to, like, go through the water and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then know you have to sleep in that same water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it must have been filthy by the end of it. I have so many questions. So, yeah, that's the story of the uh, NASA dolphin experiment. Dude, poor NASA. Maybe it's a good thing they landed on the moon. <laughs> they did, I think they put their eggs in the right basket. Yeah, yeah, they really wanted to cover up that fucking... They were like, yeah, all right, we got to expedite this moon landing shit. This is about to hit the papers. <laughs> well, it, that's what it said. Um, when I was researching this, it did say, like, this should have been, like, a huge national story just because yeah, of how landing. insane it is. Yep. But it got, like, overshadowed by other major scientific findings, yeah. i.e. the moon landing. Yeah. But how much was the funding from NASA, do we know? I couldn't find the exact dollar amount. Regardless, any amount is too much for that. But uh, believe it or not, Dr. Lilly also uh, uh, became kind of a sham. And nobody I, was like, yep, nobody wanted to work with him ever again. Because yep. he was in charge of this dolphin experiment. Yep, thought dolphins could speak fucking English and yeah. they LSD. <laughs> yeah. and also, I do like how that's their, like, that's their way to, like... That's the best guess they had to teach dolphin yeah, English. To, is to just say, gap. hello, Margaret, at it over and over yep. until it repeats it. 
I, I, I just something tells me regardless if it could or not, I don't think their vocal cords can do that. Yeah, but you could still maybe get them to understand English. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know how, like, have you ever seen those, like, Instagram videos of, like, a dog that, like, they have all the buttons on the ground? And, yeah. Yeah, yep. you could do that with a dolphin. You probably could. Yeah. Rather than just being like, hello, Margaret. Yeah, and expecting it to say. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. But the whole point was for it to talk to aliens, right? Yeah. Okay, so I. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how does the dolphin come into that? If we could teach dolphins English, we could teach aliens English. Yeah, I guess. But it what was... if a fucking alien? <laughs> I, none of this makes any sense. Keep in mind, it was 1964. Oh my Free god! Free love, baby. What the fuck? I think the 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 goal was to like develop a technique yep. to be able to bridge a language barrier that intense. Okay. But they never did. No, nope. they never made a technique. They just kept saying "Hello, Margaret" at it. I have a question for you. What's up? How do you jerk a dolphin off? Um, I think you just sort of wave like your hand you, over it a little like, bit. You don't need like a like a a, a dolphin like fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a like dolphin a, penis like comes out that gotcha. much. Gotcha. You don't need an artificial dolphin puss. <laughs> I have seen a video of a of a trainer jerking a whale off at SeaWorld, though. That's intense. It's like a four foot long penis. So their penis comes out. So <laughs> just like put a plastic bag around the <laughs> end of it. Wait, so if that's how whales do it, shouldn't dolphins be the same? Um, no. They're like the same like species-ish, right? Well, they're still quite different. But they're both mammals. Let me look up dolphins. They're, they're, dolphins are mammal, right? So it should have a penis. It does, but it just it's like a different shape. Oh, like a duck? Like, like corkscrewed? Brief intermission while Ryan looks up. Dolphin penis on Google. Oh, do not look that up. <laughs> I'm actually really curious. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it looks like a horse dick. <laughs> but it like it's tapers just, down so much. Well, yeah, because it's water. Think of it, the water. Yeah, you got to be hydrodynamic. Yeah, exactly. You still have to, you know, what if you're what if you're hard, but you're getting chased down by a shark? You still need. <laughs> I've scrolled down a little bit, and I found a cartoon. I don't like the colors either. Of a either. man that looks a lot like Chris Hemsworth, and uh, they have a very detailed. But he's also a mermaid, and they have a very detailed diagram of what this mermaid's penis would look like. Oh God! I would can you, send it to you if you want. No, no. <laughs> Question for you: Would you prefer fish top or fish bottom? Fish. That's a Think great about it. Question. Think about it. Because I don't want to fuck like yep. a fish pussy, yep. but but I also don't want to make out with a fish. Correct. Yep. I guess I'd go fish top. Yeah, I kind of also agree with fish top. So this is where we end the podcast today. <laughs> What's your thought? Fish top or fish bottom? <laughs> Anyways, if you want to see a movie about a man having sex with a mermaid, watch The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. Pretty sure I talked about it last episode. Did they have sex with a mermaid in that? Oh yeah, very much so. Thank God it's in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, if you like this episode, I know we rambled a lot at the end. Yeah, we did. But it, we had to pad out for time. It's pretty short this week. Uh, if you like this episode, follow us on Instagram. Oh, I'll be posting a picture of... Uh, Please don't say fi- uh, dolphin penis. <laughs> I'll be posting pictures of what we talked about this week. I will not post a picture of a dolphin penis. You can look that up for yourself. <laughs> uh, we will provide a link, though, if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> also... Um, I just want to give a shout out to this dude on Instagram. He did our channel art. I might have mentioned it last week, but I still think his page is really cool. Um, it's called Bags Draws, one word, on Instagram. He does a ton of cool art. Go check him out. 
Yeah, that's our new uh, our yeah. new uh, he podcast the, uh, art. He did the new podcast. We're both fans it. of it. Uh, if you actually look at the art, there's little uh, Easter eggs. I guess I'll call them to all of our episodes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, great artist. Helped us out. But yeah, I think that's everything for this week. I got nothing else, Ryan. Tune if, uh, in next week. Tune in next week. What happened?